Today, I want to teach you one of the most valuable assets any personal brand needs for their business. Have you ever heard a story that just made you feel, wow, I'm ready, I'm fired up? A story that captures everyone's attention and gets you to spread it to all your friends? Or how about a story that creates real impact and connection with the audience? Why do stories do this? And how can we create stories like this in business? I've been obsessed with figuring these questions out. I've been starting and failing multiple online businesses now for two years, struggling to find an audience I truly wanted to serve. It wasn't until I discovered my dream customers were struggling with these exact questions, except I didn't know where to find these people. I hopped on a plane to the US to attend a marketing conference that I met my dream customers, and I saw firsthand how powerful stories really are. After that, I went all in on my hunch. If you're looking for the real secrets behind how stories can get your audience fired up, to take action, and to change their lives through your words, this podcast is for you. My name is Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Hey, what's going on? It's Jules Dan here, back for another episode of Storytelling Secrets. We're at 91 now. I'm here by myself here. I don't have a guest with me today. Uh... Yeah, I just wanted to do two solo shows this week. I was just so inspired, full of ideas. Um, because, you know, what what was I leading to with the first thing, with the little intro? Was it an email list? Uh, that's really valuable, but no. Is it a following? That's pretty valuable too. Uh, but, you know, all those things I mentioned, you know, they build on each other. But the main thing is a story bank, okay? Oh, a little ding there for my lamp. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a bank of stories that you can reliably come back to and tell your audience. Um, and just, just the same way as a comedian goes into a dive bar, before they go on the Netflix special, they will go in and tell their story again and again and again and, and slowly refine it until it gets the emotional response they want. And that's what you want with yours, right? And uh, I got a lot of inspiration uh from my coach Pete Godfrey, he sent me he sent me this product he, he did like ten years ago. He did this conference called Cash Characters. It's it's always the older stuff that you find the nuggets of wisdom. And, and by the way, Pete's coming onto the podcast for episode hundred. That's coming up. He's going to be talking about writing tight, writing with brevity, writing simply to cut through all the noise. Because frankly, you know, there's too much rambling on and stuff. And uh, speaking of rambling on, <laughs> now, nah, so so today we're going to talk about you know some some key questions you can ask yourself so you can continually build that story bank because um, it's really really powerful. I did that exercise last week, and um, you know, so you use these stories strategically to to bomb with your audience to to eliminate people you don't want to work with and ultimately attract people you do. This all sounds really good. And, you know, everyone everyone out there says, tell your story, tell your story. Um, it's, it's a bit of a buzzword these days. Um, you know, it, I've mentioned this before in the podcast. It's, it's, you do not want, it's not a good idea to uh, show people your wounds. You know, you want to tell people about your scars instead. Um, it's all about strategic and deliberate storytelling. All right. So, before I give you a few questions, uh you know, you should think about um, to so you can do your, your story bank. Uh, by the way, I won't give you all the questions because that would just be, you know, 
it's Pete's work. He put a lot of effort into that. I, I can put in Pete's name and email. I'll put in Pete's email down below. If you want to send him an email to get the copy of it, I'm sure he will just send it to you uh, for, I don't know what he'll send it to you, but you know, he'll give you a good price if you say my name. Um, uh, but, but anyways, anyways, okay. So yeah, when, when we're telling stories, um, there's three main things. Uh, there's three objectives that I thought that was really, really powerful. Like you always want to be thinking about these three things. And it's, um, number one is that you want to get good and keep getting good at your core skill. So wh- whatever it is. So for me, it's email copy. The second objective is that you got to get good at marketing your core skill. And the third core objective is to get good at letting your market know how good your core skills are. And the way you do that is through storytelling, right? So not all the time you can do case studies, not all the time you can talk about client wins and stuff, but you can weave all that sort of stuff in there, your personality in there. Um, And that's where this episode is working on today. So I I think those three three things are are super, super powerful because it's really interesting, right? And I spoke about this with my previous uh, guest, Lauren Cress. The people who aren't necessarily the best are still earning the lion's share of the market because people assume that, uh, you know, people. it's all about perception. If you surround yourself with the right people, if you make the right connections, if you make enough noise, if you've got the following and you've got some proof behind you, the people, those people are going to assume that you are the authority, that you are the, the expert. Um, but I'm getting a bit sidetracked here. Um, so what are those th- three questions I want to give you? Um, and you want to be tying into those three objects I said. So getting good at your, getting, getting good and keep getting good at your core skill, get good at marketing your core skill and get good at letting your market know how good your core skills are. And we're going to do that through stories. Okay. So what's one of the first questions I want to give you? I'm just going through my one now. All right, this is the first thing. So, uh, what makes you special? What gives you the right to teach? List your miracles, but also list uh, qualities you possess. Okay, stuff like um, I was going to say loyalty and trustworthiness. They're, they're a bit sort of like surface level. Like I would hope that someone's loyal and they're trustworthy. <laughs> so maybe maybe go beyond that. Um, but yeah. This is sort of like going back towards your origin story. Um, and this is the one, like I said, at the start of the episode, you've got to go back through the dive bar. You've got to go back to the dive bar and repeatedly test this for like emotional response. And how do you do that? You know, social media, emails. Um, obviously, you don't want to tell your whole life story. You start in the middle of the story. Keep trying to refine the punchiness to it. But that's 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 like one of the first things. Like, what do you want them to know about you? Um yeah, you know, I was listening to um, what's his face, Steve Larson, and um, his polarizing message is that you know capitalism and self sufficiency and refusing handouts and socialism is evil. That's what he wants his audience to know about him, and it is super polarizing. Um, but it's been effective. You know, he said he had a massive unsubscribe. He had mass unsubscribes, but the people who who, who've resonated with that message became his loyal following, his raving fans. So, you know, yeah, like think about that. Do you want to be political or do you not want to be? I personally don't. 
Um, but that's kind of like a social issue, I guess. Um, but yeah, so just going back to that, what do you want them to know about you? What makes you special? What gives you the right to teach? Um, so think back through your history so you can create little stories along there. Okay, so I won't go into my one actually because I will be here all day. This is all about you, my listener. I'm just going to go down. Um, yeah, what, here's, here's a great question. What's your purpose, your high concept? What are you passionate about? Like, is the, this is the reason why big companies succeed is because they've got a vision um, and the company and the employees believe in the vision. Uh, like Facebook's got a vision. Microsoft had a vision. Apple most certainly had a vision. Virgin, like that's a really good case study. Go study Richard Branson. He has these visions, um, these highest concepts that people want to be a part of something that's outside of themselves. So, yeah, for me, oh, uh, I'm, I'm not sure I want to qu- quite announce what it is just yet. I think I've hinted at it a few times, my what my purpose is, my high concept. I've got two things I've written down here, you know, for one for my 30s and one for my 40s I want to I want to sort of go towards and something big as well, something I could aspire to and people can latch onto. But yeah, think about that, you know. What are the, what is your high concept that is, it's an idea, this vision that people can get behind. And I know it sounds, you know, a bit airy-fairy and you've heard it before, um, but it, there's a reason why you know, people keep saying it over and over because it's magnetizing. Um, okay, and this is the last one, the critical one, you know. There's obviously more, but what... I'll give you a bonus one at the end too. Um, what strengths do you possess that will help you lead? Okay. And these are, these are definitely critical for, you know, getting affinity with your tribe. Uh, I'm still growing my, I'm still quite small. My email list only has about like 200 people. Um, for email copyright, it's not a lot. I've been working on everyone else's stuff. Um, but I'm happy to be transparent along the way. Um, but I'm getting super, super clear on the, the persona, the the stories I want to tell, the people I want to attract. Uh, so halfway through, I don't want to you know, end up being like like far out. I've, I've just attracted the wrong crowd. But anyways, what strengths do you want to possess that will help you lead? Um, and, and it also ties in with say like, this is the bonus part I wanted to mention. You're like, what f- strategic flaws do you want to, do you want to show people? Because um, obviously Super Knight, Superman is not interesting without Kryptonite. Um, so I, I actually like to tie in some of my flaws with these stories and, uh, you know, I'll give you, okay, I've been teasing, teasing, teasing. I'll give you one of my stories. Um, open, so one of the stories I've got, like what strengths do you, do you possess that will help you lead? One of them is, um, for me that I chose to say is being open-minded to feedback so I can improve. Now I'm not saying this to virtue signal. I'm not saying this to sound like I'm better than everybody else. Um, it's just a part of who I am. Like I, I took I I got rocked from this lesson, right? So you don't you probably know me. I'm a grip. I used to be a grip fitness instructor. I was a PT for three years during university. Um, most people who I went, to, I did exercise and sports science as my degree. Most people knew all the theory. I was a C student. 
Um, but I knew all the practical stuff and everyone was basically had no idea how to do practical stuff. And when it came to you know, finding your placement, you had to go out there and find it. And there was this really good place that was, it was um, like they, they were like trainers to Olympians and uh, NBL players. That's Australia's version of NBA, by the way. Uh, like so pro basketball, lots of pro basketballers came through there and people who, who got this internship basically got a job at this place. And so it was almost like the holy grail for someone who wants to get into exercise and sports science after university. I went there, got this, got to the interview, and um, I, I was very well read. Uh, I read all the books, listened to all the podcasts. Um, there's a one of the main strength conditioning coaching gurus. His name was Kelly Starrett. I literally took his book, went into the gym, went through all the exercises he suggested: prehab, rehab, warm up, injury prevention exercises, proper lifts. I was obsessed with this stuff. And he went in, I went in, so he went in, I went into, into this uh, interview and they sat, they sat me down like, great, can you please show us and instruct us how to do a push-up? And I remember exactly from the book to a T, what is the correct way to do a push-up? Now, it, it, it actually is a bit more technical than, you know, just getting into a plank and then getting your chest to the ground. There's a few more cues you've got to give. Uh, to get people to properly engage uh, their shoulder girdle so that you're creating torque and that minimizing injury. And I went through that to a T and I explained it to him and he looked at me and he was just like, that's way too complex. You should have just told me to keep my head, uh, look straight on the ground, chest to the ground, come back up. And uh, I was just like... I was like, okay, sure. And then I remember he asked me a few questions being like, are you open to feedback? And I said, yeah, of course I'm open to feedback. And he's like, well, you didn't look at when I, your body language didn't say that when I said, I, uh, when it, your body language didn't say that when I told you you didn't do, you didn't uh, explain the push up correctly. You look like you're a bit close to feedback. And that, that, that really sort of like got into my head. My man, I, I can't just walk into situations feeling like I own the joint, like I know everything because I won't be open to learning anything. Um, and the second placement interview I went to, um, I got it, and it was a, it was a still as a really good place to do it. Um, they, tra- they taught a lot of elite athletes there. But then this time I went with a different attitude because every all my other peers were around me. They were this, like I said, they knew they knew all the theory, knew nothing about practical. Whereas me, I was doing it every single day. I was training clients, I was doing classes. I, I knew how to actually teach and do the movements and teach the movements. So instead of just being like a smart ass, um, I asked them like, "Look, how can I get better as 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 a coach? Like, what can I do as a, to be a better coach?" And they looked at me and they're like, okay, obviously you need to get better at your body positioning. Um, you need to be where they can see you, really involved. And also you need to make a lot of noise and get their energy amped up when they're doing big power lifts, like big claps and stomps on the ground. Um, and I did that and I listened and I got a better response out of it. Um, and, and so what the moral of this story 
And for me, that story was was powerful for, well, not a story, but that lesson was powerful for me to teach me. You've got to leave your ego at the door. And if I wanted, if I was that person who who came into places and you know, cause I had the experience and I thought I would own the place, is that the kind of person, are those the type of clients I want to attract into my world? Absolutely not. So, this there's a lot of there's a lot of things I want to try and do in this story. You know, I want to re, I want to repel the people who think they're too good. I want to repel the people who was that person like I was. You know, you just you've got all this experience, so therefore you think you're superior than everyone else. Um, and yeah, like I, I um, it was a really humbling lesson, and maybe they they. I want it, you know, I also want to sort of like, I snuck in there as well, like a lot of the two with my health and fitness. I, I want to attract people who are into that sort of stuff as well. You know, I, I don't just want couch potatoes who want to make more money. That's just not me. Um, so there's a few, a few things going on. I think you can read in between the lines of where that story was supposed to go. Um, and, you know, I, I, obviously that's a long story. Um, and, and I've just gone through this this week. That's why I said I'm going through this. You know, I'll have to go through my emails, the social posts, just to slowly refine, chip away at this. How can I get to the meat of the story, and then spin it in a way? I'm like, hey, it's, it's the same with emails. <laughs> hey, it's the same with uh, writing a sales letter. Hey, it's the same with your stories. Um, you can always, always, always spin those stories. And like I said. What are your strengths? What do you, you know, um, as I said, what are your strengths? That's the first one. What do you want them to know about you? What makes you special? And uh, what's your purpose, your high concept? So that was a bit of a, a how-to episode today. I wanted to fill the void with um, what was missing on Thursday's episode. And uh, it's, just, it's just what I've been working on the last week and a half, slowly refining. And again, if you want to get that full thing, what I'm looking at now, it's literally like a 200-page binder with DVDs <laughs> from Pete on stage from teaching that conference, um, so it all solidifies. I will leave Pete's email in the uh, in the in the description below. You can reach out to him. Say Jules from the podcast sent you, and uh, I'm sure he'll give you a good deal. Um, he gave me a good deal, but anyways. Hope enjoyed today. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. This is Jules Dan from Storytelling Secrets. Uh, I also wanted to mention if you want to write better emails, maybe you're making these five mistakes. What are these five mistakes? Well, you might just, you might just have to check it out. So, I'm going to leave that in the description too below, so you can grab that. It's a it's a f- uh, five point checklist to write much much better emails. This I went through this year. Uh, probably spent like 10k on coaching with Pete. And these are just all the lessons that I've picked up from writing really shitty emails to a pretty big win, not not longer, 160K from a launch. Um, so, a few lessons to learn from that, and I highly recommend you get that, but other than that, this is Jules Dan, enjoy your weekend, see you later.